In an instant, he found himself doubled over, grabbing his chest, which was now bleeding. Wait, what? Mm -hmm. Upon inspection, he discovered seven claw-like scratches on his chest. Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. We've been watching the Blue's Clues um, Halloween episode on repeat where there's an oogity-boogity. So now- Are you using that object as your haunted object? I am. I'm using the oogity-boogity as my haunted object. Come at me, you pussy ghost. Uh I'm not allowed to air that anymore. Listen, if we go to the museum, am I allowed to wear- You cannot wear a shirt that says, come at me, you pussy ghost. No, but can I wear a black black special ops hat, a tactical vest- he would, I feel like he would love that. Also, I don't think he's there when it's really not. I just think you walk through. I, I don't know. Anyway. Okay. I want right. to go and stay in a ridiculous hotel and go for a ride on a roller coaster inside of a building or something. You know, they have one that has a zip line through the middle. No, of- no, I don't want that. I don't want a zip line. <laughs> we can get room service and they have slots that we can play. I got a candy cigarette and a visor. Yes. Oh, and a fanny pack. <laughs> I got plenty of those. Amazing. Okay, please, let's do it. All right. Um, we should probably introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is the, the Residuals. Residuals. Your favorite paranormal podcast. That's right. Okay, so Joy and I have both gone through and picked haunted objects. Neither of us know the haunted object the other one has picked in advance to talk about and its history thereof. It's true. So, um, I am doing the true story of Annabelle the doll. <gasps> yeah. Like, dude, I was looking up, I've been spending the last few weeks like panicking, like what cursed objects da, 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 and looking them up. And I'm like, why can't I? And then at 11 o'clock last night, I was like, oh, I'm such a fucking moron. So <laughs> then I like did deep dives for anyway, when I should have been sleeping. But okay, so here we go. Go get comfy. I'll have to get up for more coffee in a little bit, but I'm good right now. That's okay. Just let me know when. Okay. Your hair looks really cute, by the way. Thanks. It's very long. I think it's longer than mine. It's very long. Damn, you past my shoulders, which is... I feel like Tim and I basically have the same hair now, and I don't. I need to go have somebody cut it, but it's a whole thing. Anyway, it's not important. (laughs) You guys can be that couple. It's bad enough that my friend Zoe will totally call us out when we go to like school drop off and pick up and we both have on like accidental matching flannels halfway to the school. We're like, shit, twinsies. That's so cute. Okay. The real Annabelle. Okay. So I'm sure many people have seen the Annabelle movie where it's some creepy porcelain faced, horrible looking doll that is not the doll the real animal the one in the warren museum is a plain looking classic raggedy Ann doll with red yarn for hair which also we had growing up which could explain a lot yep Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. um but the raggedy Ann at the warren's museum is no ordinary doll according to the warrens it is inhabited by a quote unquote inhuman spirit and there is a warning on the glass case not to touch so let's start at the beginning The real-life Annabelle story began in 1970 when a 28-year-old nurse named Donna received the Raggedy Ann doll as a gift from her mum, and it was purchased new at a hobby store. So it wasn't like a weird thrift store secondhand find, you know, someone died in a tragic way holding this doll thing. It was brand new. And she was 28? It was the 70s, Joy. No, no, I just want to make sure because then there's not like some childhood like no, stuff. It's just like uh-uh. this ad- adult mom giving an adult daughter a present. And it was a raggedy and all. And the adult daughter was like, oh my God, this is great. I'm going to put it on my bed because that's what people want to see when they come into my boudoir. Anyway, okay. So that's um, what people 
saw when they came into my boudoir. I had stuffed animals everywhere. That is a special kind of kink right there. Okay. Whatever. It worked. So <laughs> Donna put the rag doll on her bed and began to notice it changing positions. What? So I, yeah. So what I got mine, I, I got, I got a lot of my quotes and a lot of my story from an actual um, live stage um, evening that Lorraine Warren did. So this is like from oh. Lorraine's mouth. So this is, so it's not just. Anyway. Wonderful. So okay. I'm very excited about that. So anyway, uh, according to the Warrens, Donna, the nursing student, shared a tiny apartment with her roommate, Angie, who was also a fellow nurse. They would come home to find that the doll had shifted positions. So at first, its movements were subtle and confined to the bed where Donna had left the doll. However, in time, the movements became more noticeable. Donna and Angie began to discover the doll in different rooms than they'd left it. It would even appear back in Donna's room with the door shut. Sometimes they found the doll with its legs crossed and arms folded, while on other occasions it was found standing on its feet, leaning against a dining room chair. They no. even Oh no, this is the best one. But they they're floppy. They even discovered it kneeling on a chair, which was strange because if they tried to make the doll kneel on its own, it would fall over. Yeah, no, you can't do that. I very vividly remember yeah. having those dolls and that is not how they worked. Right. The, the doll couldn't kneel. So no. Donna, Donna claimed that then they started to come home to find penciled messages written in childlike writing on parch, on parchment paper. Like what? On parchment paper? Parchment paper. Who's got that lying around? Yeah, um, like they they didn't have parchment paper in the apartment, and they had no idea where it came She's from. She's just taking it out of her stuffing, perhaps. She is. And, she is. Okay. Yes, it's messages and from the heart. Her smock, her pinafore smock. <laughs> she has it in her little pockets there. Oh my! The messages read, "Help us, help Lou." So Lou, Lou was the fiance of Donna's roommate Angie, and he'd been staying with him, with them, right? So one day Donna came home from work to find what looked like blood on the back of the doll's hand and three drops of blood on its chest. There was no explanation for how the red substance had gotten there. And it was this event that prompted Donna to contact a medium for help. Excuse me. I always find it very interesting. The, the line that people draw, you know, like, I know. Walking around, kneeling, writing notes, right up to the line. Blood? Yeah. Mm? Call in a medium. All right, all right, 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 <laughs> right. So the medium held a seance and introduced Donna and her roommate Angie to the spirit of Annabelle, a seven-year-old girl who had played in the fields that existed where Donna and Angie's apartment complex now stood. Oh. Apparently, Annabelle's lifeless body had been discovered in the fields. Um, and out of compassion, Donna and Angie permitted that spirit that they thought was that of Annabelle to stay with them and to possess the doll. Now, there are two different stories, though. There is this about the field. However, there is a different one that is told by Ed Warren himself in an old video um, guide that he gave of the museum where he says that Annabelle was actually a child that was killed in a car accident outside the apartment building of the two nurses so there's like but i found this and then i found that so either way they were like that's cool live in our doll so no uh, no the answer is no it's always no the answer is go to the light yeah leave the doll it was the 70s take the cannoli so after this um lou who was the fiance of Angie, Donna's Mm. roommate. He'd been staying with them since the doll had arrived. And Lou wasn't fond of the doll because Lou was smart. (laughs) (laughs) The Um, only smart one in the situation. No shit. He wasn't fond of the doll and he warned Donna that it was evil. So one night Lou awoke suddenly from a deep sleep and realized he was unable to move. He saw Annabelle the doll at his feet and watched what? as it slowly glided up his leg and no, over no. his chest. No, no. Before he knew it, the doll had begun to strangle him until he blacked out. He with, woke, her, yeah. with her squishy little hands? The squishy little, 
squishy little. They're even their just, mitts. They're not. There's no fingers. Yeah, just it's just a, little opposable thumbs <laughs> and blobs. So he woke the next morning certain that it was a dream. Okay, Lou. Um, on a later occasion, Lou and Angie were studying maps to prepare for a trip. By the way, listeners, maps are what people used before computers. <laughs> um, that's how we would travel in the in the old days. Or if you were on a road trip with your parents, you used maps. They got thrown out the window and then your dad refused to stop and ask for directions. <laughs> that was just going too far. <laughs> right. On a later occasion, Lou and Angie were studying maps to prepare for a trip. Lou was embarking on the next day when they heard rustling noises coming from Donna's room. Lou approached the closed door and waited for the noises to stop before entering. He turned on the light and saw Annabelle laying on the floor in the corner. He walked over to the doll, but as he did, he began to sense that someone was behind him. He spun around, but no one was there. In an instant, he found himself doubled over, grabbing his chest, which was now bleeding. Wait, what? Mm -hmm. Upon inspection, he discovered... Seven claw-like scratches on his chest, four horizontal, three vertical. So kind of like a tic-tac-toe board on his chest. Interesting. And they were hot like burns. The scratches healed rapidly and were fully gone in two days. So, yeah, it was after this that Donna was like, oh, maybe this, this ghost isn't all that innocent. She contacted an Episcopal priest named Father Hegan, who contacted a superior, Father Cook, who immediately got in touch with Ed and Lorraine Warren. So the Warrens convinced Father Cook to perform an exorcism on the apartment in order to cleanse the home. And he also blessed the individuals who were there, which would be Donna, Angie, and Lou. At Donna's request, the Warrens took Raggedy Ann with them when they departed, and it has been in their possession ever since. Now, the Warrens took an interest in the case and they came to the immediate conclusion that the doll itself was in fact not possessed by a ghost, but it was manipulated by an inhuman presence. According Mm -hmm. to the Warrens website, which goes on to say, truly the spirit was not looking to stay attached to the doll. It was looking to possess a human host. (laughs) No, thank you. Yeah. So the Warrens yes. took the doll and Ed Warren told um, Lorraine that they should avoid the highway because it was going to be a rough ride home. And he was right. At some point on these country roads home, they had to sprinkle the Annabelle doll with holy water to calm it down. Oh, goodness. Like, what was she doing? Was she trying to grab for the steering wheel or was she, she just was screaming for ice con- cream? She was hugging <laughs> the controls on the radio. She's like, no, I will not listen to Credence Clearwater one more time. She was having a toddler tantrum. Of course she Can't was. you see it? I've got with her little tiny mitt hands. But um, I wanted to kill them. Why couldn't I? So here's the thing, though. Ed Warren believes the doll has been responsible for at least one death. Really? Yeah. During a video tour of Ed and Lorraine Warren's occult museum in Monroe, Connecticut, which is now unfortunately closed, mm-hmm. Ed pointed out the Raggedy Ann doll in its case and said, many of the objects in this room have had dire effects on people. People have been maimed, have been killed. People have wound up in mental institutions because of many of the things right in this building here. You have the voodoo dolls. You have the Raggedy Ann doll which is responsible for the death of a young man who came in here one time who challenged the doll to do its worst, and it did. The young man had apparently come to the occult museum on his motorcycle with his girlfriend for a tour. As Ed was giving the tour, the young man started to mock the doll, and while doing so, he ran up and began tapping on the glass of the case that the doll is enclosed in. He challenged the doll to put scratches on him like it had supposedly done in the past to the man named Lou. Ed kicked the young man out of the museum. Approximately three hours later, the young man died when he lost control of his motorcycle and hit a tree. His girlfriend survived but remained hospitalized for over a year. Whoa. And to this day, the Annabelle doll is still enclosed in a glass case in Monroe, Connecticut. Ugh. And that is the story, the true story of Annabelle, the possessed demon doll from a hobby store. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing the commercials for the Annabelle movies and I was like, that's not what she looks like. 
you guys really couldn't make a Raggedy Ann doll look scary? Come on. <laughs> but I think also the, the thing that's most terrifying about it is that it it's not a scary looking no, thing. It's not a scary looking thing. That's what makes it even more frightening to me. I think when they did that bloody awful doll for the movie with this hideous looking face, yeah, you look at it and you're like, ew, that's creepy. I'm not don't want that in my house. You know, but with this innocuous looking raggedy and all. That's why it makes it in your house. That's why that's, it makes yeah. And that's yeah. why you're like, oh, we'll keep that. It's so cute. It doesn't even have an internal skeletal structure. It can't hurt us. Like well, that's what I'm thinking it? of, like with yes. like the strangulation thing. Like, how? How? It's just squish. You can't, it's not so like, yes, it would have to be something manipulating it with right. a different force and not the actual doll exactly Ugh. yeah i definitely had raggedy ann and andy when i was growing up did you guys have holly hobby over here or was that a uk thing I, that does sound very familiar but okay. i think because my mom might have mentioned it yeah we had holly hobby and raggedy ann were very popular in our house growing up mm. We had lots of, we had Raggedy Ann and Andy, but like strawberry shortcake and lots of Barbies. Oh, the Barbies. Lots of Barbies. Lots of them. Mm-mm. My mom still has her first one. My mom still has some from when I was little. So when we just went to visit, that's what the kid played with. Oh, cool. Yeah. The that's moped. Fun. We had a bright pink moped. <gasps> that's nice. We didn't have any of like the houses or anything. Maybe we might have had a car at some point. We also had gem and all of the holograms. I bet you did. We did. I was like, ah, there's a blue haired one. I would like that, please. Yeah, we had just the, we had the the motorcycle. We had the Vespa, um, but like my parents didn't get them. It was from my grandparents for Christmas and birthdays and stuff. We had the horses, Mm -hmm. all that shit. It was pretty great. We had a whole bunch of shit. Did you have Manchi cheese? Yes, we did with the little thumb in the mouth. Yes. I loved them. I swear I still had one in a box somewhere around here. I don't know. If you have a scary story of your own that when you listen to us, you think, oh, I should send my stuff in. Email us at theresidualspodcast at gmail.com. We also have Instagram, the underscore residuals underscore podcast. And I think we have a Twitter too, don't we, Joy? We do. We definitely have a Twitter. It is at the residuals pod. Just that pod? Just that. Drop the cast for Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, should we get back to the show? Oh, heck yeah. All right. All right. Listen, while we're talking about dolls, Uh I have a, a little friend to tell you about okay um so sometime between 1900 and 1904 the steve company a german toy company created a window display and it was full of dolls that were meant to just be display dolls and never actually sold to the public however one doll in particular managed to be purchased and found its way from germany to key west florida The doll's internal structure is wire. He is stuffed with wood wool, which is just long, thin slivers of wood, and he's covered in felt. The doll has wooden buttons for eyes, and the remnants of a red pigment can still be seen on his mouth and small nose. Yeah, I already don't like this. I'm just going to stop you right there. This doesn't sound this doesn't <laughs> sound good already. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> That's funny. He was likely a clown or a jester in no. his original window display because <laughs> no, you thought it was bad already. <laughs> this next part is going to make you feel even worse. Oh, great. I can't wait. He was likely a clown or a jester in his original window display, but the sailor suit he's known for wearing was an old outfit of his first owners. Oh, no. The doll even has his own stuffed animal who sits on his lap. The famous doll is about 118 years old and said to be able to move, giggle, and change facial expressions. His name is Robert. 
Oh, I've heard about <laughs> Robert. Ooh, yes. <sighs> so what I'm going to try to do is wade through the basics um, because all of the versions seem to agree on certain things, but there's discrepancies about who brought Robert to America and little story discrepancies here and there. Wasn't Robert the inspiration for Chucky? Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> and well, I found out that he's got four other movies that are actually made about him. Like oh. it's they're called like Robert the Doll and Revenge of Robert and stuff oh, like that. What a what hmm. a lucky, lucky little chap. I hope his residuals so nice. are great. Yes. No pun I intended. need to check his, you know, I didn't check his IMDB. I you should, yeah, we'll do that after this. I'm a fool. <laughs> so Robert Eugene Otto, who went by Gene, was given the doll as a birthday present, and he named him Robert. Some versions claim that he had already started going by Gene before this, and others say that he gave the doll his first name and then decided to go by Gene after. Oh, Jesus. Either way, it's a little weird. I've never named a doll Joy. I don't know. Just no, I've always been highly original. Like, I call uh, it Teddy. If it's a teddy bear and <laughs> that's my shit. I mean, my what do I know? I call one of the squirrels fuzzy ears or fluffy ears. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> my kid calls everything sparkle something, spark glitter something. Oh. It's, you know, oh. she's no, yeah. but no, I'm very literal. <laughs> teddy, Dolly. Enzo has a giant elephant that he named sucker. See, that's amazing. I'm Great. down with that. Whether his aunt, grandfather, mother, or a Bahamian servant of the family gave Jean the doll, I can't say with certainty, um, but I will say that I dislike the servant version because it seems like the most unlikely regarding the origins and the expense of the doll. But right. also there's like a, there's voodoo stuff that's tied to that version and the whole otherness of the servant just sort of makes it feel shitty to me. Yeah. So I'm banking on it being a gift from his very well off and well-traveled family. Yes. Unless, unless Robert was haunting another family and they turfed it in the trash and it was found <laughs> and they were like, this looks okay. I'm just going to tell him I bought it. Fine. It smells fine. It's, it's just Whatever. like like the car that Amber and her family gave away their possessed fucking no, robot car. No, it's no, now terrorizing no. another family. <laughs> Before I go any further, though, I want to say where I got the information from. So yes. I got it from Wikipedia, duh. Ghost Adventures, more duh. I know. <laughs> but also Atlas Obscura, Pop Sugar had an article on it, believe it or not. And um, the website of the museum that uh, takes care of Robert, and he has been there since 1994. Okay. So he's not the typical doll. He's essentially the size of a small child. I was just going to say, no shit. Yeah, he's, he's not a typical he's huge. doll. He comes to life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that part too, but I mean, just based on looks. Uh, he's not a little green army man. He's not a Barbie. He stands at 41 inches tall. Mm. He is eight inches chest to back and 17 shoulder to shoulder. So by all accounts, Gene seems to be a quiet kid who kept to himself and had some trouble making friends. But when Robert came into the picture, Gene treated him like his best friend and like a true child, which isn't super weird for a kid to do. So when the doll began taking blame for naughty things that Jean was accused of doing, it didn't seem too out of the ordinary. Until, of course, there's always an until. No. Until, until the Otto family began seeing and hearing strange things. Things like finding Robert in a different place than they recalled seeing him last. Things like the sound of giggles when Jean wasn't home. No. Things like tiny footsteps pitter-pattering down the halls. Sometimes Robert would be in a chair in Jean's room while he was slept. And when he woke up, he would be in bed with him or sitting at the foot of the bed. No. Sometimes Mrs. Otto would be home and she'd think she heard her husband walking around upstairs only to go up and find Robert in a place she hadn't left him and no one else was home at the time. Sometimes 
Mrs. Otto would hear giggling and she'd walk into a room and see Jean sitting transfixed, staring at Robert. Both, thankfully, were quiet at the time, but neither showed any signs of giggling. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And, you know, when asked if he'd been making any noise, Jean would reply that he hadn't. There are also accounts that the neighbors would see the doll in the window looking out and it would move from window to window. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) All I can think of is just this is like the original Home Alone when he rigs up the cardboard cutouts to move. Maybe Jean was alone. Maybe his parents forgot him when they went on one of their international jaunts and he's like, oh, fuck. Robert helped me. Yes. Chucky and the inspiration for Kevin McAllister. (laughs) We figured it out. Boom. We cracked the code. (laughs) (sighs) It seems like the town in general thought that Jean was a weird kid. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Sometimes kids like being alone. And for my two cents, I think a lot of the older stories with the like, he was weird or she was a hermit or whatever are really just sort of an uninformed society's way of classifying the neurodivergent. Right. It was just like, oh, they're weird. And they, you know, got married and they live alone or, oh, they talk to themselves or whatever it is. Like, I think it's just more that than anything else. Yeah, I agree. I mean, until I see a doll running down the hall, maybe then I'll change my tune. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Giggling coming from, what What <sighs> did Enzo name his elephant? Sucker. <laughs> Sucker. Sorry. Like, immediately won the thing and was like, his name's Sucker. There All you right, go. That's fine. I look forward to, uh, uh, to hearing, your, to, to getting your text about the weird sounds coming from Sucker so weird his bedroom's wet and it's like somebody <laughs> took a shower in there i don't know it's what like happened peanut shells all over the floor and a giant turd on the nugget i don't know what's happening <laughs> god <sighs> okay sorry <clears throat> carry on all right <laughs> some have even claimed to have found robert in a place where he was not left with a knife sitting beside him <laughs> Or some rooms would be locked from the inside and Robert would be on the other side of the door. There are even some tales about someone trying to lock up or destroy Robert, but he was back sitting next to Jean at the breakfast table the very next morning. Oh, God. There are even accounts that people have died after disrespecting Robert. What? Yeah. So, so wait, that's kind of like what we just talked about with Annabelle and that biker dude being like, yeah, whatever, dude, come at me, bro. Another, right. another come at me, pussy bro. You Ooh. can't help it. <laughs> help yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry. Should I just trademark <laughs> that now? I'm just going to. Probably. That's it. I, I should. Come um, at me, you pussy ghost.org might still be available. <laughs> you can try. Yeah, no, that's, but that's like what happened with Annabelle because then he crashed his motorcycle and died and injured his girlfriend badly. Dolls are not fucking around. No. At all. (laughs) There's no like, "Mm, three strikes, you're out. They're just like, nah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to talk shit about your kid's elephant anymore. I'm just going to stay off, stay on topic now. (laughs) Okay. Um, so there are a few deaths in Jean's family that seem kind of odd. Um, apparently his father, Thomas passed early as did his grandfather. Uh, according to the lore episode by Aaron Mankey that I watched and listened to for this episode, um, they did an Amazon prime series of lore and they have, uh, one about Robert the doll and a lot of it is very dramatic and I don't know how much history backs it up. Mm -hmm. Um, The scenes seemed like plausible scenes that could have happened in their lives, considering the circumstances. Right. Um, But in this version, (laughs) there are none of them are here. I don't know what is going on. Which Robert, Um, (laughs) yeah, Robert and Jean remained until they passed from this mortal coil. Right. Yes. No. Oh, (laughs) untrue. Okay. Okay. Good. 
Um, can you imagine? The- like, could, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But could you imagine meeting someone who's like in their 30s and they're like, and this is my doll. He comes everywhere with me. You marry me. You marry my doll. And I'm sure there are people out there that are like, All right. he'll sleep between us forever and ever and ever. Ooh. Yeah. Are you into thruples? Yeah. How do you feel about me doing you through the doll? Ew, Joy. Oh, too see, far. I, that was, it's too, too far. far. There, too there far. you go. Fine. Too far. Whatever. Normally, there's it would a be whole mess of that. people laughing right now. And there's a whole so, mess of people fine. angry on their keyboard going, What? What's wrong with that? Don't They'll disrespect. laugh at it later. They just won't admit it. I'm, we're not kink shaming. I'm really sorry. Not, <laughs> if that's your bag, that's awesome. Don't listen. If this was a different podcast, we could easily do a whole episode on real dolls. We, oh my God. And those yeah. pillow dolls, those pillow dolls that it's like a body pillow. pillow. Yeah. It's like, you know, the, the giant body pillow that go on sale yeah. every year when college is going into session. Cause for some reason <laughs> they think the college kids are like, oh no, I need a pillow the length of my body. Um, they're not going to be spooning <laughs> random people every weekend. That's weird. <laughs> no, they're not going to be checking their wallets in the morning to find out what their name was. Um, <laughs> But they get these. Sounds like a memory, not so much a supposition. <laughs> anyway, um, I have friends. That did that. Um, no, but like um, it's this giant. Like they get giant body pillows, and they get pillowcase covers that have like manga characters on that they then make their girlfriends. What? Yeah, which is cool. Oh. If you want to be a pillow fucker. Go for it, man. Go for oh, it. Stick it in I'm the laundry look, and go I have again. To do some more research on this. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, sorry. Back, back to Robert the dog. <laughs> so, in the version that Aaron Mankey tells, uh, Jean's aunt Bridget is said to have given him the doll, and she shows up months later talking mad shit to Jean's parents about Jean's relationship with Robert. And she's just like, I'm a God-fearing Christian woman and I have an accent and I came down here to yell at you and your suffragette bullshit and you should get rid of that doll and destroy it. And Jean's mom is like, right. But she was like, I bought him that doll so he could have a friend until he could make his own friends. Not so he could have this doll and not have any friends. Right. You're ruining him. You know, that. and she like, they have her like quote some, I think it was a Corinthians verse about like, when I became a man, I put away childish things or whatever. And like Jean's mom is all like, well, it sounds like you guys discussed this without me. So what do you think I should do? Oh my God. <laughs> And she's like, rip the doll to pieces, thread by thread, rip it apart. And Jean's mom is like, he loves that doll and he's still a child. Yeah. I'm not going to destroy his doll. Right. So instead, the compromise they come up with is this fucking horrible scene of Mr. Otto in the attic with a tiny doll coffin, nailing it shut. And like little little Jean screaming, no, daddy, no, Robert, no. That's even more traumatizing. Seriously. That's fucked up, man. So like the next scene is them waking up in the morning and Mrs. Otto going downstairs to wake up Aunt Bridget, who is, of course, dead in the yeah. bedroom. Uh-huh. And then she, she goes upstairs. Tiny, ch- tiny mitten-sized strangulation <laughs> actually- box around the neck. Down. She's actually in a chair, grimacing with her hands up, <laughs> dead in the chair with this Sorry. awful look on her face. Sorry. Oh. So Mrs. Otto runs upstairs and she's like, oh my God, let me check on Gene. And she goes to check on Gene and she turns the light on to make sure he's okay. And Robert's sitting next to him in a chair. <laughs> and she's just like, her head explodes and that's the end of the episode. No, it's not. It's not quite that, but it's close. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, whether Gene was later set to boarding school for troubled children due to his relationship with Robert, or if it was according to the suspected oddness and undiagnosed neurodivergence that Gene 
went away. He did eventually leave the family home in Key West and he attended school and became a painter, got married. And uh, over two decades later, came back to the house on Eaton Street. Was Robert still there waiting for him? Yes, Robert was still had there. He been, had he been tra- there, traveling, looking throughout the windows for him every day, just changing a different window? Where's some she- of the story, yes, because the neighbors. Um, mm. But some of the stories said that Mrs. Otto went a little loopy, living it- alone with Robert in the house all Wait, that time. Hang on, how Mr. did... Mr. Otto had passed. Yeah, did he pass away after... Sticking his kid's favorite toy in a coffin. Um, I think he died like maybe uh, I think I saw 1917 and Jean got the doll in 1904-ish. So I mean, not like certainly not a long full life. Right, right. So his mum had gone a little doolally and had actually started to treat Robert as her. As a replacement, I don't know. I couldn't. I, I, that is not a terrible, like, Thank way you. to go with this. That's a, yeah. a great. I mean, why wouldn't you? Right. It was also the early 1900s, and I felt like I was sort of surprised that there weren't more children yeah. in the family. That it was only Jean. Yeah. Um. Maybe they just had sex one time. Just that once. Just that once. That's what we don't know is that. Mr. Otto also had a doll. You're right. <laughs> he had he had a had a he body just didn't doll. like Robert because his doll didn't like Robert. <laughs> yeah, that's sorry, sorry. This house isn't big enough for two dolls. <laughs> so, of course, there's a Ghost Adventures deadliest possessions about oh, this. What a surprise! And it is the same episode as the one with the Dybbuk box. So if you didn't go watch it, then you can watch both of them now. Mm. Um, So during the interview with Zach Bagans, Corey Convertito, who is Robert's current caretaker at the East Martello Museum in Key West, said that Jean's relationship with Robert continued in the same way, talking to and treating the doll as a person throughout his life, childhood, teenage years, and adulthood that he continued to treat the doll the same way and to sort of perpetuate his reputation for being odd around town so this was not so he did it on her before yeah so he was like i know i'll show them or was it because i don't know the doll was actually talking back to him or he thought it was i don't know man that sounds the whole thing there it's there's just not it doesn't seem like there's a lot of historical evidence right there's a lot of story about what kind of doll robert is and the stories that have happened more recently you know since the museum has acquired him are certainly more documented right um but you know that like i said at the beginning like there's a lot of discrepancy story to story I kind of expected like the Wikipedia entry to have, you know, here's the history and here's the story. And it's really just like a couple of paragraphs and not that much to do. Um, So I wanted to go back and like listen to the podcast and watch the show and and watch the other show and read the other article and (laughs) sort of go through and see what things were in common. Okay. The museum acquired Robert in 1994. And between the time that Gene and his wife passed, which was 1974 and 1976, respectively. The home was owned by Myrtle Reuter. Some of the accounts say that Reuter experienced odd things like noises and footsteps and Robert moving from place to place. Wait, so um, hang on a minute. When so the Robert house went sold, with the house. Robert, what, what the? F- is that one of those weird things? Like, oh my God, is that like, do you remember recently there was a house that was for sale that... Um, came with a squatter in the basement and you had you couldn't see the basement yeah it sounds like that shit like hey buy this amazing house bt dubs it comes with the doll um that you have to keep there i think he was just found in the attic oh that's even worse which is weird because it's also has sounded like gene kept him out right like the whole time right so I, I, 
again, I, I don't have exact answers. I mean, um, I'm sure because he wasn't it just buried seems... with Gene. He should have been buried with Gene. Right. I mean, there was one thing I read that said Gene and his wife Anne kept separate bedrooms. No which fucking was not, wonder. But that's that's not surprising though. I mean, that's not a surprising thing, especially okay. for that time period. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but part of the thing was it was saying that Robert stayed in Gene's quarters. So like it seems like he just had him out and had him around all the time. So I don't know if he just was in the house. <laughs> like, is he just like a Ouija board? Because one of the things in the lore TV episode was that like it was super creepy. <laughs> it's very good for like a horror story, but I don't know how accurate it was. Okay. Um, but the new Mrs. Otto and Mm-hmm. has been told before the old Mrs. Otto dies, like, don't move into this house after I die. Robert will fuck your shit up. Like, <laughs> the, Robert is going to kill me soon. He doesn't need me anymore, and he doesn't need you anymore because Gene is home. So don't fucking move in here. Oh, my God. They don't swear this much, just so you know. They I'm don't? Paraphr- no. That's surprising. That's it surprising. Sucks, but okay. I'm paraphrasing. Right. I'm making it better. <laughs> So there's this wild scene where like Anne just cannot bear Robert anymore. Like there's a scene where she at one point she's making dinner and like can't find a knife and then finds Robert in the other room with a knife and then like gets pushed and locked in this room and like there's the whole thing. Okay. So it shows her picking Robert up and bringing him outside, dousing him in gasoline and setting him on fire and watching him burn. Okay. And then she comes down in the morning. She looks refreshed and like, <laughs> looks fucking great. Okay. And she goes down to breakfast and she turns the corner and Jean is sitting at the table with Robert. And he says something like, Robert has forgiven you for last night's indiscretion. Stop it. Now sit down. And I'm like, listen, people, this is really good TV, but. <sighs> Come on. Um, right. So all, uh, artistic license aside, (laughs) Robert did seem to go with Myrtle Reuter, who was the new owner in the seventies. And she stayed there for two decades. Um, I saw one version say that she gave the doll to the museum. I saw another version that said, yeah, new people moved in and found it and gave him to a museum. I will say the name Myrtle Reuter is wonderful. It's good, right? That is a wonderful name. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Um, Did obviously she might have had, she might have gotten an idea about Myrtle might have had an idea about Robert's history. Sure. Um, But the people who bought from her, did she pass down that history of Robert, which is why they got rid of it? Or did weird shit happen to them? And they were like, get this the fuck out of our house. I think I saw like one sentence that was like, the new owners found it in the attic and blah, 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 blah. And then something about their little girl started acting weird. So they got it the fuck out of the house. Okay. Because but this it's is, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the whole Key West is not big. No, but the thing is, is like, that's when it's like, well, is it real or is it another Dybbuk box story where people found a creepy doll in the attic and then they're like, ooh, let's make up a book story for it. I don't know. Mm. But it seems very plausible that Gene was gifted this doll and he named it Robert and they went everywhere together and people thought it was really fucking weird. Yeah. And maybe Gene did some shit to his parents and didn't want to get in trouble for it. So he blamed the doll Yeah. or maybe the doll is fucking haunted and did that shit. And Jean wasn't lying. Does the doll do stuff now in the museum that it's in? Convertito is the caretaker now. Yeah. And she says that she has never had any negative feelings or interactions with the doll. She says that she's super respectful of Robert And even while she's talking to Zach, she looks at the doll a lot in sort of like a sort of dodgy way, like kind of like Zach will ask her a question and then she looks and like she's choosing her words real carefully about how to answer certain things. 
She also confirmed the same thing about um, Jean's father and grandfather dying pretty early Mm -hmm. on. So some of her stuff lined up with the other history that I had found. Okay. Um, I just want to introduce a little of my own conjecture. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Is there a part of me that likes to think that Jean's mom might have been fed up with her husband and his side of the family? Maybe. Do I perhaps imagine her at least fantasizing about offing some closed-minded dickheads who were cruel to their child? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Possibly. Mm -hmm. I I might. Do you think she dressed all in black like a puppeteer and snuck into the aunt's room with Robert like dancing in the middle of the night? And the aunt's like, the fuck? Because she's kind of blind because she's old and she just sees this doll coming at her and then she's like, no, and dies. You're brilliant. Thank you. (laughs) That's it. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. I'm she, done. She she was the original Avenue Q. She just dressed Once, all in yeah. black with a puppet. Once again, we've solved the case. We have Yay. to go. <laughs> Time to party. See you later. Sorry. <laughs> it's just it's just interesting to think, especially because of that scene in the Laura thing about how shitty the aunt was being and how like ganged up the mom was and like looking at it from a mom's point of view like I have an only child you know like did he get that elephant at Legoland and immediately did it come to down to dinner with us at the restaurant and get its own water yes it Mm -hmm. did the elephant had its own cup of water at the dinner table and my husband and I didn't think it was fucking weird at all no some Sometimes I look at that elephant and I have said to Tim, I don't like the way that elephant's looking at me. Right. But I always find him in the same fucking spot. (laughs) Well, that you know of. Sure. He just scuttles back there when he hears the key in the front door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. He's real big. (laughs) (laughs) So let me get, let me, let me move on with this. It's okay. Uh, you can lay a Santa trap and just put some, some, again, another Kevin McAllister, put some flour on the floor uh-huh. and, and look for elephant footprints. But what if I find them? Well, then, then there what? you go. Then we have to leave and burn the house and the elephant. And what if both things show up in our other house? Listen, it's a risk you have to take, Troy. As we were saying earlier about, you know, what is or is not. Uh, what's the word urban legend oh man see what happens when it's late (laughs) um accounts of things that like true accounts of things you know all of this these sort of urban legendy neighborhood stories whatever that's one thing but the museum has had robert now since 1994 Mm -hmm. and since then Car accidents, broken bones, job loss, divorce, sickness, and other misfortunes have been attributed as the doing of a scorned, disrespected Robert the Doll. Okay. According to the Pop Sugar article, the museum requires that you greet and introduce yourself to Robert. If you want a photo of him, you must ask first. And before leaving the museum, you must say goodbye to him. (laughs) Some that have visited, similar to Annabelle, have scoffed at these rules for interacting with Robert the Doll, and that's why the museum has thousands of letters addressed to Robert apologizing and asking for forgiveness. It says that he gets letters, emails, packages sent to him with gifts, and somewhere along the line... They said somebody put out that he loves candy. So people started sending him candy as gifts or tokens of their apologies, almost like paying a tribute. My God. So he's currently encased in UV filtering glass and kept in a humidity controlled environment to prevent further deterioration. They take him out to weigh him. I think it's every year or so to make sure that he's not losing any material because of the humidity and the weather down there. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the museum has not, to my knowledge, reported him going missing from his case. Good God almighty. If you would like to visit Robert the dog. No, no, I don't. You can- <laughs> I don't. But thank you for the offer. You can take the aforementioned rules and go see him at the Fort 
East Martello Museum, curated by the Key West Art and Historical Society at 3105 South Roosevelt Boulevard, Key West, Florida, 33040. P.S. Speaking of the Roosevelts, the company that made Robert also made the first teddy bear in honor of Teddy Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. And if you go on uh, steveusa.com, S-T-E-I-F-F-U-S-A.com, they are also doing pre-orders for a limited edition 1908 replica of the first teddy bear. I thought you were going to say they're doing a Robert the doll and I was just going to turn off Zoom and (laughs) hang up and leave. Um, I I believe that the museum does have Roberts oh, that you can buy though. That's great. Or at least they did at some point. That sounds um, you great. Can... I know what I'm getting you for your birthday this year. I sort of want to buy something from the company though, <laughs> just to be like low-key creepy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so also, if you're interested, Aaron Mankey's, um episodes of lore are on amazon prime video and his podcast his podcast that started it all uh both of the episodes for the video and podcast are called unboxed the amazon episode is season one episode six and the original podcast is called unboxed and it's episode 15 Uh, i want to take a minute to say how awesome i think that podcast is and i've been listening to it for like six years and i fucking love it so if you have not listened to lore please do yourself a favor and do that and he also has stuff like cabinet of curiosities and things which are shorter little stories about oddities that little quinky dinks that have happened another one of my faves as you all know the uh ghost adventure kids and their Deadly Possession series. This is episode one of season one and only, I think. Later it was re-released as um, Deadly Deadly Possessions was later renamed or repackaged as like Ghost Adventure Artifacts or something. Sure. But that's all on Discovery Plus and Zach owns everything. So go watch that. <laughs> uh, Atlas Obscura and Pop Sugar also have articles which are very easy to find if you do the Googles. And that is my history lesson on Robert the Doll. I love it. I will say um, Aaron Mankey also produces um, Amy Bruni's Haunted Road podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. And I I really enjoy listening to it because she tells some of the stories a little bit more in depth about some of the places that she's done investigations. Oh, I have to listen to that. Um, Yeah, with the Ghost Hunters crew and with Adam Berry. So (gasps) maybe we can listen while we're driving a few hours to Las Vegas. Yeah, because we we've booked our room. We we booked our massage. (laughs) We we yes, we did. (laughs) The important things. Oh, and yes, and we got our tickets to um, Zach Bagans Haunted Museum. Say it right. I was I was saying it fancy because we're going to be oh, high rollers. Okay. We're going to be high rollers on the penny slots. It's true. Zach uh, Zach Zachary Bagan's um, haunted collection curio thing. We're going to that. The haunted museum. It's just called the haunted. Museum. That's the one. That's the one. Um. Anyway, um, Emily. Yeah. What are you grateful for? Dang. Okay. Um, oh, I'm grateful for I discovered uh, the Night Stalker uh, documentary on Netflix, and it was really well done. Really, and I binged it. Yeah, it's been out for a while, and I hadn't watched it, and because I, I don't know, I it's been done. You know, it's been done so many times from so many different angles, but it was really, really fucking good. Mm. It was really good. Um, and it didn't glorify him. It t- talked a lot about the victims and the families left behind, which I think is very important. Um, yeah. You know, like the Bundy tapes was all about him and people being like, oh, my God, he's so cute. And it's or like not the right. Bundy tapes, the the Ted Bundy movie with Zac Efron. And, um, you know, the I think it's more important to talk about the the damage and the people left behind. So, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know if grateful is the right word for that. I'm, I was stoked to sure. find it. Stoked to sure. find Oh, and this recent episode of Portals to Hell scared the shit out of me. Which one? Um, they are at a prison. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one yet. I think you haven't. Last- I, no, I don't think you. And Chip Coffee is on it. Okay. As their, as their psychic. You need to check it out. This season, I have been enjoying this season of Portals to Hell very much. Yes. It's, it's, it's been very good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. That theater one with some of the evidence they showed, not even the stuff that Jack and Katrina did, like stuff that other ghost hunters, they're caught with that like shadow coming out. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I kept staring at it like, how do I debunk it, debunk it? I couldn't figure it out. There's actually something else that I want to give a shout out to friend of the pod, Kat, who was on um our first season i think episode 16 and 17 that sounds correct she is a filmmaker and she teamed up with katrina uh, weidman and heather taddy oh yeah and they did a series called travel the dead i believe is what it's called yes and it is currently on youtube and it's fucking amazing um so go check that out yes 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 go do um, that amazing mm-hmm. what are you grateful for joy <gasps> i found i found a bakery here I had a cannolo. What's a cannolo? Well, the singular of cannoli. Oh, I thought cannoli is plural. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's not. You don't add an S in Italian. Oh, I no, I just thought it was cannoli. I just thought it was cannoli with an I. Yes, but that's the plural. Well, see, this is why. Un cannolo. Wonderful. Very good to know. Wonderful. Correct. Canolo. Um, because I think the only time that I've had them in recent years was like when I made some for the first time oh. impulsively for Christmas one year. Okay. I think it was like Christmas 2020. Okay. And I didn't have like a cannoli, like I didn't have a a tube. I just like rolled up some aluminum foil and like okay fried them they were good but yeah like you know yeah 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 it was fine for what it was but it was not a real good sicilian canolo so you know i'm really quite i'm i'm quite shocked that your gratitude today isn't for the fact that it's squirrel week oh, that's um right according because to my new- squirrel brain already forgot about yeah. it according to new york magazine it is squirrel week um whole week a whole week dedicated to your favorite small fairy rodent creature i do love them i know we have a new one that hangs around now oh my god skinny little boy have you named it slim uh something highly original i did actually think of slim oh my god Um, i knew it. so i guess his name is slim now because you said it thank you that will officially be it oh my uh, god yeah, Penny's still hanging out. The the little cut on her nose seems to be healed, but she's still growing back some fur on the last half of her tail. Good Lord. <sighs> Haven't seen fluffy ears in a minute, but <laughs> don't know what's going on with her. Maybe she moved on and has her own nest somewhere instead of living with mom. You know, they all Maybe. have to leave. Maybe. I'll got to leave except for my kid who's never moving out. So... Oh, mine keeps telling me she wants to live with me forever. And so I am setting a boundary and I'm like, maybe I'll live on the same street or a few blocks. I'll live in the same town. Oh, really? No, I'm just like, yeah, never leave. No, no, (laughs) because then I'm worried that she'll just be one of those 35 year olds still living in the basement. Like, yeah, not getting a job. I'm not doing. Oh, no, he's not going to. Are you kidding? My child won't stay in here all day. He'll go get a job. No, I just, I want to, I want to, like, I don't have any family in the same country, <laughs> let alone the same, right. like, time zone. And so I I would like to have that with her. Yeah. And any. Keep her close, but don't alienate her so close that she moves out of state. I, I don't want to be a smother. I do not want to be a smother. I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I want to. We're just I really close, okay. I mean, like <laughs> we have a favorite thing now that we do at night 
before bedtime, which I know you're not supposed to watch screens before bed, but I don't give a shit. We watch tum- Tumble Leaf every night before Aww. bed because Tumble Leaf is like, it's the it's kind of so show. Calm. Yeah, but it's the kind of show that I would have gotten really high in, in college and watched. It's like my version of Space Ghost. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we watched some of that the other day. You did? Yes. Do you oh, remember when show. like answer, real answering machines were a thing? When I was a freshman yes. in um, in uni, I would make, uh, I would change our voicemail every week and it would be a different song. And it was sometimes the Beans song um, or yeah. don't, don't Touch Me. Um, don't Touch Me. Don't Touch Me. <laughs> Um, or the mashed potato song, the 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 love song for potatoes. Mashed potato. Hey, sweet potato. Oh, what I was saying was we watch Tumble Leaf now at bedtime and we eat snacks mm. and we cuddle. And I've made her promise me that when she's older, we can still watch shows at bedtime and cuddle and eat snacks. Because, you know, and even if it's like Dateline, that would be my dream that she would grow up and be like, Mom, Dateline's on and it's Keith Morrison. And then we would make snacks and watch shows about murder. That's my dream. That's that's cute. Oh, I'm going to add, and it it reminds me, I'm going to add an additional gratitude. That's like a for real one and not about food. Good. Um, Enzo and I have been having Mom and Enzo date night Fridays. (gasps) Yes. Like every Friday. <laughs> now we start dressing up and we go out to dinner and hang out. Just the two of us. I love that. And he, he is always like, I had such a good date night, mom. I <gasps> love date nights. Thanks for going out on date night with me. And this last one, he said at some point, I want to do like date nights, like for a long time. Like, like still, I want to do date nights in like 10 years. And I was like, okay, we can do that. That's fine. I can't (laughs) wait till he gets a girlfriend and she's like, what are you doing Friday night? I'm going on a date with my mom. It's fucking right. You are. (laughs) Love it. I want to start doing something. You know, my kid plays Minecraft with my husband and it's the most adorable thing because I listen to their conversations about adventures are going on and farming and she accidentally set her parrot on fire and killed it the other day and you know things like that but I love sitting in the living room and listening to them do that and like it's like they've got their thing now and now I want a thing with her that isn't just watching tumble leaf before bed so I need to find something like your date night yeah I mean we didn't do it like on purpose you know I was just like hey how about we go on a date tonight and then we were kind of like, hey, maybe Fridays could just be mom and Enzo date night. But he's like gotten very particular about my clothing. Oh, bless. He's just like, no, you can't wear pants. You have to wear a dress. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I can still be dressy with pants. He's like, mm, no. And he's like, I wish I had a dress. And I realized that like, because of COVID and stuff, he has no like, recollection of being at a fancy wedding or anything right so he's like never seen dress up clothes right he's never seen like tim in a suit in person so i was like well we can get you a dress if you want but do you know about suits yeah and he was like no what are you talking about so i like showed him i had to show him like a bunch of pictures of like blazers and you could wear a tie and you could wear a vest and like pants and he's like super into that now so i ordered him a couple of ties and he'll wear a tie next time he could also (laughs) get a utility kilt there is nothing wrong with that oh sure if he wants to grab a dress that's fine with me i don't care oh my gosh i love that I was thinking of taking her to get her nails done with me because she's really <gasps> yes. into she she loves it when I paint her nails all the time. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to start that normalcy, that getting those family tradition things back again. Yeah, yeah. Do find you'll find your thing. Do a couple of things, and I feel like, like I said, I mean, we didn't like set out to do this every week but now right. it's really like we just went out we went out to islands like, like a few times in like jeans and a t-shirt and now i'm like putting on makeup and jewelry to go out <laughs> oh, i need to see if we have an islands near us anyway 
haunted objects. I'll tell you what, it would be lovely to hear um, other haunted object stories that maybe aren't as mainstream or if you have found yourself getting something at a random garage sale. Yes, and, please write us. Or it. antique store. Um, yeah, write to us. Um, please write to us at our email address because we do not check our, our Instagram or or Twitter inbox because that's just too much. The mental load is too much, but we love our emails. Um, so pop us an email to the residuals podcast at gmail.com. If you want to write us back about like something we posted on Instagram or like a story, whatever, fine. Not like time sensitive. Cool. Right. Because eventually yeah. we'll see it. Yeah. But if you have a story or you have a question that you actually want an answer to within the next like six to 10 months, then <laughs> you probably oh my God. send us an email. I know. Well, there are some of you that we still owe emails to. And I'm really sorry. We, we, we read them. We see you, we hear you, and we appreciate you, and we will get back to you personally, um, eventually. Please do not take it personally. Um, Feel free to email us again, because I have been trying to just answer immediately now and not wait to ask you things, (laughs) because that was what was holding me up. I was like, oh, this is, I have to answer this person. Let me talk to Emily first. Yeah, and then, no. like we both just forget that things exist for three to five weeks, months, months, years. How months. long this podcast? Yep. We started this in our thirties. Uh, no, we're still in our thirties. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Kind of. Um. All right. Um. Well, until next time. Um, Until next time, sage your sofas. And don't be afraid of the dark. But I will, and so will anyone who's encountered Annabelle or Robert the Dolls. Fuck that noise. Yeah. Good night, friends. Bye. Bye. Come at me, you pussyghost.org.